Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. So glad to be here with you today. I'm Elaine. I'm Diane. And we are so psyched to be having a conversation with Kate Barrett. Kate, say hi. Welcome. Hello. Kate is here wearing a few hats. She is professional part success story. And we thought it would be fun to all to around have a conversation. Person. <laughs> Don't forget that part. Thanks, Diane. <laughs> true, true, true. And so we thought it'd be fun to just talk about. So Kate is a graduate of, or I guess a certified trainer from our Sanity School certification program. And so that's really, is that where we met you? We may so. have met you yeah. We may have like touched, yeah. you know, briefly in circles at some of the Chad conferences years ago, but that, and that's yeah. actually how I found you all was right. at one of the Chad conferences. It was an international well, yeah. So talk a little bit about that, Kate, just to kind of kick us out. How did you get started? Well, how, I mean, you were coaching before that. How did you get started doing what you're doing in the world? Oh, that's a fun story. So I like to tell people that I have a, a Baskin Robbins full of ADHD in my house. So I've got three out of the five of us are diagnosed with some flavor of ADHD. And as you all know, if you've met one person, you've met one person with their ADHD symptoms and everybody's a little bit different in our house. And I really noticed that, you know, the kids were kind of struggling socially and academically, but I knew they were really super bright. So I started of course, doing research, because that's where I go. I deep dive. Mm-hmm. And I found Chad, I found Ada, I found a couple of other resources and some of the books I was reading and just latched onto anything that I could um, sink my teeth into. And the first thing I did was go to a Chad conference. And that was, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like a decade or so ago. It was the last time it was in Washington, D.C. and was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, it was. So, and for so. those listening, Chad is Children and Adults with ADD. It's it's the kind of leading international organization for chil- that, that focuses on ADHD regarding the whole family, not just adults. Yeah, and that was a huge resource for me. And it opened up this whole world of humans that... Mm-hmm understood what I was going through (laughs) as a parent and understood how an ADHD brain worked. And I just, I just soaked it in and I thought, okay, I need more of this. And so Mm -hmm. I just started searching and that's when I, I fell into coaching and just thought, oh my gosh, this is so magical. Who wouldn't want to change the way they talk to another human to help them figure this stuff out for themselves? Because I'm not going to be adulting with my kids when they leave the house. At least I hope not. You know, I wanted 
I wanted them to figure stuff out for themselves and grow and be amazing humans and feel like they were amazing humans because they didn't necessarily always get that message from society. And so helping them understand their brain became a really critical part of that. And then I just started having parents come to me naturally. Hey, you know, a lot about this stuff, right? You know, what does this mean? Yeah. So so before we go there, you just said something, a really key word, who wouldn't want to change the way they're having conversations? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speak, flush that out a little bit, because that's really captures the core of coaching. And when it's, yes. it's hard to kind of explain what it's about, that's a great way to capture it. It is. It's, you know, often we ask our kids or just other people that we're having conversation, you know, why'd you do that? Or is that what you meant to do? Or, you know, and, and we're looking for information, but they're closed questions, you know, their yes or no answers, or I don't know, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of curiosity out of a one word question, you know, when you're, you're, you're expecting more, right. You're trying to pull more out of them, but it's not working. And oftentimes I feel like it shuts somebody down, particularly if they, they have, you know, shame or embarrassment around the question you're asking to you do your homework. No. Um, right. You know, as yeah. opposed to asking, you know, they didn't do their homework nine times out of 10 as a parent. Right. So you might ask the question in a much different way. Hey, how's your homework going right now? And you still may only get a one word answer. It's Okay what's okay about it? You know, now I'm going to pull some more information out of you or, or what's hard about it, or, Hey, I noticed you're struggling right now. What's hard about this right now? Because I think so often that's where our kids get stuck or where adults get stuck for that matter. What's hard about this. Um, And it's not okay for it to be hard. So we cover. Right. Right. That's when the fibbing comes out or, you know, the, you know, projecting whatever, Um, you know, you're not necessarily going to get a lot of sharing. And so if you can create those curious, open-ended questions where you're more likely to get, so that's the who, what, when, where, how type of questions, you're going to get so much more thought out of it. And the more you ask in those open-ended ways, the more they get used to you asking those open-ended questions. And so the conversation really just start to flow. So, you know, my kids are now 20, 22, and 23, and I can ask an open-ended question and end up with a half an hour conversation now. Whereas, you know, in the beginning, it was like, "Mm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to take you back to your quote because you, the language you mm-hmm. used was who wouldn't want to change the way they're communicating with other humans. And I'm going to connect this with the rest of the world and say, hey, if the way you're communicating with your kid or your partner or whoever else isn't working the way that you want it to, that's the impetus here, right? It's just sort of right. you're getting the one word answer. You're getting the slam door. You're getting the I don't know. I mean, all that sort of stuff. What you're describing is a way to and we call it the coach approach, right? So the mm-hmm. way to pull out and shift the conversation. So it's more empowering, more engaging, more collaborative, those right. sorts of thing. Right. Yeah. So, and it, I mean, it changed my conversation with my husband too. I started asking yes. him open-ended questions to the point where I don't know if either of you have experienced this where, you know, your partner goes, um, stop coaching me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's this, we have this whole code of coaching with permission and right. you've, you've heard me tell a story when we said, we started asking my daughter questions. She said, I don't need a coach. I need a parent. And my husband said, get your mm, in the car. You're going to the dance. She said, I'll take a coach. <laughs> So, yeah, but it does. It changes all of it. 
so you were already a coach when we met you. What was it mm-hmm. about impact, about impact parents? At the time, I think we were still at impact ADHD. You were. So I had you. already, yes, yeah, so I had already become a parent to parent educator through Chad years mm-hmm. before. And I just felt like it kind of gave everybody the basics and then said, you know, dropped you Go. off. <laughs> Go for it. Um, you know, good luck with that. And it wasn't the intention, right? The intention really was to, to be that first landing spot for a parent to educate them and, and think differently. But then if you don't go or know where to go for the tools, you're kind of at a loss of, okay, great. I have all this information, but I'm not really sure how to put it into practice. Right. <laughs> and that, like when I started, you know, digging into, okay, what's this impact ADHD thing? That was like, ooh, ooh. For pulling coaching into the education and really putting it into practice for parents and giving them, you know, some tools to try on and to put mm-hmm. in their toolbox and maybe even pass on to their kiddos. Like the one thing I love, I love the whole pass the baton concept, mm-hmm. you know, because that goes back to the, hey, I'm not going to college with my kid or I'm not adulting with my kiddo. I might want to watch them and enjoy them doing it, but I'm not going to sit in class with them. And being able to pass that baton or knowing what it looks like, it's a skill. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very different lens you have to put on when you're taking that step back and going, okay, am I helping the process or am I hindering their progress? Mm-hmm. And that for me was really important. Like the whole naughty versus neurological was a good like pause mm-hmm. type of question, you know, question is, is this kiddo being naughty or neurologic or is this neurological? Mm-hmm. Because so often, yeah, right. right, right. It gives you that opportunity to step back and think, okay, what am, what are we really dealing with here? Like what's going on? And can I take a different approach than what I want to in terms of my react? Do I want to be reactive or responsive? Mm-hmm. And when we're reactive, as we all know, that usually that doesn't always end well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and parents, parents ask us all the time. It's like, well, how, how do I know when I'm supporting my kid versus enabling my kid? Right. right? It's just sort of, right. I don't want to do too much. I don't want, I don't want to go to college. I mean, they, they, we hear the, the myths and the stories about the helicopter parents. I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what those really are or, or where the line is, but right. so for yourself, it sounds like part of what you were looking for is a way to integrate all the pieces and create a, a vision for yourself to move forward. Is that right? Yeah. I really just, I wanted to, yeah, like create a plan. Um, I'm a planner <laughs> and I wanted to see some pro like what was progression going to look like? How can I measure or can I create some smart goals, right? How can I measure the success and figure out whether my kid's truly ready for me to let go of the reins a little bit more or for me mm-hmm. to give them a little bit more free reign and how it'll let them fail. I think that's yeah. one thing that constructively. Right, right. Like, oh, that stunk. Like that didn't quite go the way you thought it was. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do about it? As opposed to my initial visceral reaction, which is because I'm like a total type A, do things with an A plus in mind kind of person, right? So my mm-hmm. go-to is the world might end if you don't ace this, like right. it'll cause delays. And, you know, I, I can easily spiral into that hole, right? Whereas I wanted to be able to not go there and definitely not take my kid there. And so mm-hmm. I think that's where coaching and this program in general kind of combined all of that 
with, you know, when I'm working with parents, when I'm working with my own kids, um, when I'm working with the kids that I coach, just even figuring out like, what is, what does failure truly mean to us? Mm-hmm. And can we reframe it a little bit? You know, so I, I like to reframe it with my kids as this is an experiment. We're just mm-hmm. collecting data. What kind of things did we learn from this experiment? Did it go well? Did it not go as we planned? Okay, how can we tweak it and move on so you build that resiliency? Because I think that's what our kids, that's what any human really is going to thrive on is that ability to pick yourself up and say, well, that stunk. What am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also what creates new neural pathways that if we're not yeah. failing yeah. some percentage of the time, we're actually not learning. Right. Right. Like yeah. What we know about the brain now affirms everything <laughs> we've all been doing <laughs> for the last couple of decades. Right. Right. So what shifted for you? So I think it's really interesting about playing in this conversation with you is that by the time we all met, you were already a coach. You were kind of doing what we were doing in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And for the record, y'all, we did try to get her to come join our team, but she already had this like successful coaching business. So, (laughs) you know, we had to let that one go, but, but you were doing what we were doing. So what was different about sanity school in this program that how did you integrate this into your work or or just talk a little bit about what was it that made this different for you since you were already in this space? I think it gave me additional vocabulary to utilize and the different visualizations that were clear and concise. The program's really well thought out. So you have these clear visuals within Um, each segment and getting the parents that are taking the program to really dig deeper, you know, as opposed to, I want the room to be clean. That's a great goal. What does that mean? And what, you know, what does it really mean to you versus your kiddo or, you know, where could you start? Let's dig deeper. What about the room is really the problem, you know, so Mm -hmm. getting deeper into the core of what was coming up for that parent that I might be working with Mm -hmm. um, was really important. And then it also gave me an opportunity to give that parent additional language to related Mm -hmm. to who they're being, who they want to be and how they see their kiddo. Because I think that's really the magic if we can reframe how we see our kids, because sometimes we don't see them as lovely humans. Um, let's mm-hmm. face it, you know, sometimes they are naughty. But a lot of times with an ADHD brain, we're looking at it from one perspective and thinking, gosh, that kid is just, you know, being a rotten to the core right now. And really what they're doing is screaming for help. Yeah. And so giving the parents a new eyes to look at you know, their kiddo with like, Oh, okay. Is this like, are they really being a snot or are they super frustrated right now? Or what happened earlier in the day that is now coming to surface and I'm getting the brunt of it. You know, one of the things I've I've always told my parents, be glad that you're getting the brunt of it because they're saving it for the safe space. It doesn't feel good for us to get it, but, but it's trust. um, Yeah. It's total trust. And what's coming up is you're saying that, and and this is the thing I love about our work, is that this is about an approach to parenting. It's Mm -hmm. not about a series of solutions. And I know when parents come into this, they're like, what do I do when, right? And and yes, you're going to build a toolbox. And yes, we will help you figure out kind of what to do and how to do it. But it's really about you and how you're approaching 
the challenge today, whatever that is, right? because every day you said this earlier, it's like every Baskin Robbins of ADHD, every child is different. Every situation is different. Every day mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. And it's really this sort of, how do I step into this as a parent in a way that feels healthy, authentic, like I'm launching them and not taking over. I mean, all those things that we want, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but get stuck kind of figuring out how to make it happen. Right. We get stuck in our own stories sometimes, you know, and realizing that I think is, I think that's huge for growth as a parent too, mm-hmm. which only helps our kids in the end. Well, what strikes me if I pull, pull kind of what you were just saying, Kate, and what you were just saying, Diane, is that, and this has been coming up a lot. This is one of this year's themes. We get, we have weekly themes, we have annual yeah. themes, um, is that the distinction between what we're doing as a parent and how we're being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you talked about Kate was how do we want to be with whatever they're struggling with, with their behaviors, mm-hmm. with their reactivity. Right. So speak a little bit more about that focus and that shift for parents. It's, it's that it's not, you know, as a bunch of type A moms here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not no, just about we're not type do, A moms. Right. Yeah. It's, it's actually when we step out of the do. And to the relationship with them by being something different, that's when the magic happens. So we'll speak. Right. It's not our journey. I think that's, as a parent, that was my biggest eye-opener. This is not my journey. And it was actually my husband that said that to me several years ago. He's like, you need to let go of who you wanted this kid to be. Mm. Um, and, you know, which was so profound at the time. And it's something I share with parents on a daily basis, right? It's not, we don't get to control who our tiny humans are, you know, and who they develop into. We can help them along the way and we can foster great things. So we can, we can mold them to a certain extent, but their little personalities or their big personalities are, you know, are going <laughs> to be are their own people. Yeah. They are their own people. Like all three of my kids, same DNA, so polar different. Like they're all from different you know, gains of who they are. And I love each of them individually. And so I think that's, that becomes a big piece of that letting go and that new perspective of, you know, it's not my journey, but I get to go along for the ride. And how can we make this a really good one? Like, how can we make this a really cool adventure that where everybody wins on some level? You know, I just want my kids to be happy, healthy, and whole at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I would like for them to be able to be independent too, but I'll, you know, that'll come each for each of them in their own time. <laughs> At their own time. Well, yeah. you know, and as you're saying that, it's like the sort of, for me, and this is just the way I engage with the world, I am on a journey, but it's not the same journey. Like my yeah. job is not to be there with my kid's journey, but, you know, and I think that the the parents who kind of enjoy is that a weird word, but enjoy this. It's like this sort of, how can I grow? How can I evolve? What do I want to, what do I want to get as a human out of this parenting gig that I've got for a short period of time? Where do I want to land on the other side of it? And to see my own journey in the midst of my role in my kid's journey. And and I think that that's the piece I want to think about is, you know, how do you as a parent really focus on yourself in this and not just on your kid? Yeah, I think that's a really good point because it's as much of a learning opportunity for us as it is for our kids, right? They're learning and growing and developing into adults. 
we're still learning and growing and figuring out all of our own quirks that maybe we weren't even aware of, right? So, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was this type A, or oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I hate scheduling things or, you know, whatever it might be, right? We all realize these things as we also understand what our kids need. And so the more open conversation we can have with ourselves, with our partners with, you know, with our community um, in general, the more we can support each other. And I think it's, it's a lonely place to be that parent who feels like you don't have, you know, any other people you can share things with. And I think that's another thing that I love about just sanity school in general is that it creates a connection and a group of humans. If you don't have them in your local area, and you're taking the class online, now you have an international potentially connection of other people Mm -hmm. who get it and who can lift you up when you're feeling down or help you troubleshoot if you're not ready to share something with, you know, other thought partners or your kids. And if you're, if you're taking it on a local level, like an in-person level, then you do have this like pop-up community of other humans that now you can rely on and you know, have coffee with or meet at the playground or, you know, support one another and have play dates. I mean, I think that was the hardest thing when my kids were younger. One of my kids is incredibly boisterous and certain parents couldn't handle that. Mm -hmm. So he was not necessarily welcome at their house, not because they didn't like him or he wasn't polite, but he was a lot. And so, you know, we developed our own loveliness in our own house and just became that house where all the kids were welcome. It didn't matter how difficult, you know, you might be perceived as I had plenty of space and plenty of patience and plenty of tolerance. And I wanted, I actually, I think that's the biggest thing when my kids were younger that I realized like, you know, every kid should have this. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's, you know, not just mine. And I, I would, when I was volunteering in the school systems, I would always gravitate towards the kids that Those were kind kids. of the outliers. They're so cool. I mean, there's right, yeah. so much that they're not, you know, nobody necessarily sees on a regular basis. Well, you know, one of the things you just said just really struck for me, like what we want for our kids is for them to feel like someone gets them and accepts mm-hmm. them for who they are. Yeah. And part of what happens at Impact Parents is because we as parents also want to feel like someone gets us. Yeah, and accept us who we are. Who we are, (laughs) yeah, right. And so there's that. There, it's happening on two layers. Mm -hmm. And what we all do is create a space for parents to not feel isolated and alone, and to realize that they are. Because so many parents come to all of us feeling like nobody else in the world gets it, nobody else goes through this, and they are the only ones, and they're broken, and their kids are broken, right. Yeah. Or I'm screwing this up royally. I can't parent. And I'm, you know, let's reframe that. (laughs) Let's look at this. What if that's not true? What else could also be true? Yeah. Let's challenge that. Um, You know, it just, because so many of them are killing it in certain ways that they're not recognizing how they are killing it as a parent. And Hey, by the way, you're here. Yes. That's huge. You're learning on your, you're seeking out other resources. And I think that's, you know, I think that's a huge message for parents. It's a huge message for kids, you know, Hey, guess what? We all can benefit from finding helpful resources in our life. It's not shameful. So great segue, because believe it or not, we are 
overtime, which is not a shot because we <laughs> not a shot. Um, tell people how they can find out more about you. You have your own coaching business. You also occasionally teach sanity school in your mm-hmm. local community. So share a little more. Yeah. So they can find me on, at, on my website, coachingseville.com and all the connections are there. So you can email me. We'll have that in the show um, notes. If you can, you know, yep. yep. All that good stuff. Find my social media links, etc. Okay, and then occasionally you teach sanity school in your local community. So just because we haven't really, people don't really know what our certification program is. Just speak to that just real quickly. Yeah. So I know COVID's I, kind of put a wrench in. I that. know. We're, we're COVID put back. a big kibosh on the in person yeah. for a while. I'm actually just now revamping my calendar for the fall because I'd really like to launch a fall program for parents um, just to get them in that in that feel good mindset of, okay, I can do this. Um, and, um, and I think the in-person while I love online, I think the one thing I love about in-person is just the energy in the room. You know, it's different. It's palpable. It's kind of like during the training program where we did a lot of it online and then we met in person, like, Oh, so electric to be in the room with everybody. It was fantastic. Um, so to have that, a local resource. And the night, the cool thing about taking a class in person is that you also get access to the online. So you can, you know, could still reference back anything that you might've missed and you get this really cool online community. Yeah. Okay. Where are we? So what did we meet? I mean, we've gone kind of all over the place. What a journey and like a conversation, right? but is there anything that you can kind of maybe wrap us all up or pull us together mm-hmm. to close up the conversation? You know, I think one of my, just the biggest thing I think to focus on in the world that we're all in is, you know, really being curious about intent. And when you, when you notice people's actions um, or when you're witnessing those actions, often we create an implied intent, right? But that may not always be the case. So that's where that curiosity as a human you know, whether it's for your kids, your partner, your friends, whatever it might be, gosh, what, you know, what was the, was the intention of that? And giving everybody a little bit of grace, particularly right now, I think everybody's still learning how to people again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way you know, to put it. Right. The intent is often good. Sometimes the delivery is bad, you know, or could be better. And so I think just giving our, giving each other a little bit of grace and being supportive humans to one another, Mm -hmm. I think is key. I think it's really key. Yeah. Patience with the process, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this notion that we're all on their journey is, is the other piece I'm kind of pulling the thread that's through this is they're on their journey. We're on their, our journey, right? We're watching their journey journey. over time. It's not a one time. Right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we're just lucky enough to be witnesses to those journeys. Right. You know, there's some research that says that miracles happen all the time. We just don't notice them (laughs) very often, (laughs) but everybody kind of experiences some kind of a miracle every 30 days or something. And so there's, there's this paying attention to the beauty of where we are and what's going on instead of that tendency to see what's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love that. I love that. So, idea. Kate, what? So, let's close with a, a fun quote or a motto that means something for you. Okay, so one of my favorite quotes by Ross Green is "Kids do well if they can," mm-hmm. and I think you can translate that to anybody, right? 
everyone does well if they can. You know, it's, um, I think Maya Angelou had a similar quote, you know, you do better when you know better yeah. um, or something. I probably completely misquoted her there. Yeah, you, but, that's um, pretty close. Yeah. When you I know, know better, another you person I love is her. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it just reiterates again, like there may be things we're missing in life or things we still have to learn. And so expecting us all to be perfect right from the get-go is not, it's, it's unrealistic for all of us. And so if somebody isn't doing what you expect, they may not have the skill set, or they may not be aware or they may not, you know, so again, it goes back to that grace piece, but yeah. you know, for, well, same thing for you, like yeah. if you're not doing what you want to be doing, right? Exactly. Yeah. What am I, what am I not, what do I need? Or what do I, what am I missing? Yeah. Awesome. This has been lovely. I wish we could stay. <laughs> I know. I Always nice to talk to hours you, Kate. Two of you. I know. We feel the same way. <laughs> We speak the same language. It's yes, so true. Yes. So Kate, thank you for, for being here, for doing what you're doing in the world. Thank you for being part of our community. It has been truly a pleasure over the years to know you and work with you and collaborate with you and um, to share this amazing work that we all do with the parents who need it most. Oh, and I'm thankful that you all are in my my circle of humans as well, because it's it's been enriching to, to know you and to get, you know, to really get in and dive deep into the program and be able to share that with others. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for those of you who are listening for all you're doing as parents at the end of the day, you make the difference. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.